Hi, my name's Malcolm Nichols, and I'd like to welcome you to my the second episode of my podcast, Man O' oh Man, with Malcolm Nichols, me of course. So this week I'm going to explore a question, which is one that was uh, it's been a really big question for me for for a long time, and it's just simply the question of, is this it? Is this is this really it? Is this is this it? about life and um and i don't know when i say that maybe um just in saying that question maybe there's a reaction that occurs for you maybe there's not a reaction at all uh but for me i know that uh that question has had an immense reaction inside me for for quite some time and it has had a big influence over a lot of the things I've done and some of the decisions I've made and and uh, and how I've got to the position I'm in right now. So today we're going to explore this question, is this it? However, before we get there, I want to spend a bit of time reflecting on my first podcast from last week and responding to some feedback some, and some questions that were sent my way as a consequence of that. I think uh, one of the things that I've found to be the thing that I've almost wanted the most, but the thing I find the hardest in my line of work is to get really good feedback, is to have people, you know, responding to, to what I've done. It, it's, it's actually so nice to have, have people in some way, shape or form respond to what I'm, what I'm doing, what I'm putting out there. Uh, but there's also a challenge to that because it means that sometimes it's things that I might not particularly want to hear or uh, it might be difficult to receive. And that can be it can be bloody challenging. So I thought as a way of starting each podcast that it'd be really good just to respond to to the the thoughts, questions, observations that I've had come back to me from from the previous podcast. Because one of the things that, one of the realities for me doing this podcast, of course, is that it's 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 a one time gig. It's a it's a one it's a one shot. It's a one shot gig, and and you know, there's lots of good things about that. I certainly know from my personal perspective that if I I if I over if I personally overthink things. It can lead me into all sorts of problems. I tend to catch myself on my words. I tend to get lost in the flow of what it is I'm saying. And so one of the things I've learned over the years in presenting is that in many ways, as long as I'm reasonably prepared about where I'm going to go, allowing myself just to free form tends to work out quite well. However, there is a downside to that, and there is a downside to... Um, doing my podcast as a as a one-shot gig and that is is that there are times that the words that come out of my mouth might be uh slightly inappropriate it might be glib um it might also not be particularly coherent at times so <laughs> uh it's also so i think with that being the consequence it's quite good to be able to take a moment just to reflect on on the previous podcast and some of the feedback i've got so uh some of this has come from um, friends, family, and and others who have, who have listened in. So the first bit of feedback I, I got, or the first question I actually, was actually from my wife. And um, 
I didn't really mention my my wife very much in the previous podcast, but um, she is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman and is incredibly supportive of the work I'm trying to do in this area with men. Uh, but of course for her, it can be a little bit confronting, you know, knowing about all my past and all the stuff that I've been through and, and as it is for all of my family really, and the people who have been, um, who've had to kind of roll, ride the roller coaster of my life with me. So, um, I just wanted to acknowledge Evelyn for, for being being there with me and being a rock through and really challenging me on a lot of things she's it's really amazing having a partner who is willing to challenge and try to help in this instance me be the best version of the person that I can be and 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 Evelyn does that um all the time and I'm incredibly grateful for it even though I can be a real prickly bastard sometimes <laughs> when, when I'm getting feedback that I might not necessarily want to hear or, or whatever been asked to do something that I don't want to do I can be a good teenager in that way but anyway so the one so Evelyn's my, my wife's piece of uh, question was I made a comment right at the beginning of the, the the podcast about being too old to be a father or feeling too old to be, I, I think the words that came out were I'm too old to be a dad. And, yeah, again, this is an example of a slightly glib comment, but, you know, it is worthwhile um, honouring the fact that, um, you know, I have got into fatherhood later in life, and I'm 46 with a three-year-old, and even though I consider myself to be a pretty lively, energetic guy, it's, man, it's tough work. And um, and I really honour... honor parents who of, of all ages who do it because it's really hard and I want to honor the fact that as I've got old, as I am a bit older you know I'm having to manage energy in a way that I've never really considered before and there are moments where I'm like holy shit I'm going to be 60 and have a teenager in my house and so even though I try not to think about that stuff it is there so um saying all that um I don't also I also will say that it's a wonderful honour being a, a father. It's a real um, treasure and a treat to watch another human being grow. So you know, just to I, I'm a, I want to talk a lot more about this about the parenthood gig from a man's perspective. You know, how is it to be a man and um, and also another thing I want to I, I want to talk to on other podcasts is. I've actually been through the whole IVF process with my previous wife and and that is a really hard hard process to go through and and it's primarily what led us in, down the path of breaking up originally in, with my first wife and so I want to talk about a number of things that a lot of guys don't really talk about which is you know being a father what the challenges we face and also the process of for men of what it's like to go through IVF. Um, you know, it's it's really fucking hard, really really hard. But anyway, so that that's and that's my that's my response to to you, Evelyn, in in regards to being a father. I love it, and also I know that whew, it challenges me energetically, and it challenges me um, emotionally and physically. And I love the challenge, but it does challenge me. So. 
onwards. I had a couple of uh, a couple of bits of feedback around a, a brother of mine in the states. I used to live. I lived in the United States for five years, and um, <laughs> there's a comment about my accent. So one of the things I plan on doing is because it would I would love this podcast to get around the world is that um, recognize that. I do have a, a funny old accent. I speak fast. Kiwis tend to be quite flat with our vowels. We, I can certainly um, not enunciate my words particularly well. So if there's anything important, I will endeavour to either repeat myself, slow down, or spell spell out what it is I'm saying. <laughs> and just on that, you know, I I also realise that I have a habit of swearing. Um, I find fuck a particularly versatile word, and I do use it a lot. Uh, I'm not particularly going to apologize for it. I reckon I, I realize that um, some people might be not as particularly um, pleased with the use of the word, but it's just it's it's my languaging, and and this is a, an attempt to be as authentic as possible in this podcast but I do honor the fact that it's not everybody's cup of tea and um and you know I think it's a in many ways it's a polarity that has to be danced so um just want to acknowledge that more than anything else another piece of feedback I got was you know I talked about last week I talked about the bankruptcy of how I felt um you know emotionally and how and financially bankrupt and there was an interesting piece of uh, comment that came back, um, which was, I may have been bankrupt in that sense, but I had an incredible wealth, and I, and I really recognize that now. I have an incredible wealth of support that came to me as I went through all that. I mentioned, you know, being on my sister's couch. I mean, my sister showed me unconditional love through everything that I went through. My mum, my dad, you know, they all supported me. Um, remarkably and incredibly non-judgmentally and and in fact I think in many ways the biggest gift I ever received from everybody was the non-judgmental support that I received as as I've been through everything in my life and and that's been a massive lesson for me you know that um, it's not that there's no strings attached you know and it's not that they that people around me didn't have judgments about what I was going through, but they didn't allow whatever their experiences they were having to color the way that they still loved me. And I find that I just feel like that's such an amazing lesson and gift to receive. So that was my, um, my, uh, crikey, what are you, Jennifer? My stepmom who, who brought that up for me. And I think that that's a, a really wonderful thing for you to bring to my attention and thank you for that and finally one other piece of um, piece of feedback was around um, I was quite flippant when I was talking about the leadership um, leadership companies and core consulting being the best in the world and fuck everything else uh, that's paraphrasing um, and and yeah and of course there are amazing leadership courses out there i was being flippant and i was also trying to um in a in a playful way say if you want to do some leadership courses this is a company to look out for and and particularly specializing in personal leadership self-leadership it's it's a wonderful company but yes 
Thank you, Jennifer, again for pointing out that there are numerous other great um, leadership people that do different types of work, and they're all all valuable. Just as this that I'm doing right now is is a little bit about masculine leadership, whatever whatever that wants to be called. So anyway, that's um, there my reflect there my there's my responses reflections to to last week. <laughs> And, and I would love, I really, um, if you've got anything that you want to say, any questions that you have for me, anything that you would like me to talk about in these podcasts, I'd love to hear it. And um, it, there's a number of easy ways you can get in touch with me. I'll, I'll say it again at the end of this podcast, hopefully. But uh, one way is via email. It's uh, what my email address is, Malcolm, M-A-L-C-O-L-M at core leadership core is c-o-r-e core leadership.co.nz so that's my email address and you can also find me on facebook i'm uh, malcolm nichols last name is nichols n-i-c-h-o-l-l-s if you uh look for me i'm the handsome looking devil in a in a slightly pinstripe suit with uh, a, a picture of the mountains behind me oh that there was a picture taken down in queenstown in new zealand an absolutely stunning location so you can get me on facebook malcolm malcolm nichols uh and um yeah, they're probably the two easiest the two easiest forms and as as we go through this there's going to be more that that jump out. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on a whole bunch of social media, um, which I'm probably going to have to rectify. But I have to say, for the last three or four years, I've been completely off social media. I'm only just coming back into Facebook. And it's been a real pleasure. Oh, my God, it's been so good not being on social media. And I am struggling with the concept of having to get back onto it in order to promote all this stuff. But um, I think that's going to have to be the case. Unless, of course, anybody can come up with any wonderful suggestions, which I'm really open to. Alrighty, onwards and upwards. So now let's begin to actually get into the meat of the podcast, which is to explore this question of, is this it? I mean, is this all there really fucking is? You know, that, that, in a way, that's what I mean by, by it. When I say the words, is this it? You know, is, is this all there really fucking is? And um, you know, that's, a, that's a big question, man. It's a, it's a big, deep, hairy, dirty, nasty question. And, and it's one that um, you know, I've banged up against, it feels like, um, numerous times on my life. But I have to say, it was it was the really really big thing that I banged up against when I when I went through my my personal self-diagnosed midlife crisis. You know, it was just this feeling of emptiness and going, my God, you know, is this is this really all <laughs> all life is? You know, um, just a, a series of trudging through each day with without any real meaning, without any real sense of um, belonging, purpose, you know, all these types of things. But but actually, you know, they're, they're still constructs. Really, it was, it was much deeper than that. It's just really like, just really going, this is meaningless. This, is this really all there is? You know, um, and... 
yeah, and as I just said, it's, it's a big, it's a big hairy hole to stuff. It's a big deep hole to to fall into, and and so what I want to do in this talk is kind of explore that question because I think it's it's a really really good question to have a look at, you know, and and I've you know I spent a long time in 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 this place of looking at this question and. And you know, and I actually came to to some realizations that I'm going to share with you a little bit as well. But um, because it's not just about you know, I just want to, don't want to dive into the despair. I also want to come out because when I looked into this question, I found I found some really profound things that have absolutely changed my life by coming into the the depths of of what is. Um, yeah, what is the question that actually, for me, sits at the centre of our existence, of our life as human beings? You know, because as human beings, we have this wonderful capacity to actually under to understand that we are alive, to be able to um, see that we are in life and moving through life, and of course, to understand that. We have a beginning, a middle, and an end to life. You know, no other animal has that, and it's a great, it's a great gift to be given. And it's also a curse because, for me, it was a curse in that you know I, I couldn't help but look at this question of, (laughs) what, what does it all mean? You know, what, what is, what is this all about? What does it all mean? And, and actually, as I was doing all that coming up to, against the, the realisation that shit, maybe this is all that is. Maybe there is nothing more to life other than the pure fact that I move through it, I'm born, I move through it, and then I die. So let's explore this question of is this it. And <clears throat> um, one of the places that for me that I, that I think is really worthwhile starting is is in the place of understanding that the way that we've learnt how to deal with this, this is my opinion, the way that we've learnt how to deal with this question is by trying to create a sensation of meaning in our life. And we do that through stories. So human beings have created stories to about our life, about who we are and what we are and about what is important so that we're able to actually come to grips with this this question of, you know, what is life and is what is it all about? And it's these, because it's the stories that actually um, paper over the, the deeper question of is this it, right? The stories that we've created, and these can be these can be stories about religion. These stories about um, the economic stories. You know, we currently in our existence have this big story running through a lot of our lives about that this this need to work to earn money, to feel a sense of fulfilment, to feel a sense of purpose and place because we're contributing, but also we're um, uh, making things, we're um, we're building things. You know, in many ways, you know, the the, the 
the, this modern world that we've created with this economic drive has replaced religion, right? But it, it's still a story. It's still it, it's all just a belief system to give us a place in the world, a sense of grounding in life, so that it doesn't feel like um, we're di- diving into the despair of looking at the question of is this it? Is is there really nothing else? Is is there nothing more to life other than the fact that we're we're just kind of moving through it and and because we, I, I think we have to create these stories because if we don't have them, it's a it's a big pit of despair and and I so for me you know I I think what happened as I kind of came into my midlife crisis was I, I really allowed myself to actually come into this the emptiness of going as this it you know. But it didn't actually start there, you know. It was a build-up. For me, it was a build-up through my life. You know, I can, I can remember being really, really young and sitting in the car and driving along and looking out the window and just going, what the fuck is this all about? <laughs> you know, what is life? You know, what is this thing? You know, looking, looking out on the world and going, wow, this is just a strange thing. This, life is a strange, strange experience. And I was too young to know anything about consciousness. I didn't have a sense of um, knowing what thought was or any of that kind of stuff. But I do really, really remember from a very young age kind of being a little bit flummoxed about life, not really understanding it at all. And and I, I, can, ha- I can always remember this kind of like carrying that sensation through with me. I mean... You know, for and I guess in a, for from what that meant for me is that for most of my life I've always kind of not really bought into what it is that we're supposed to do. You know, who, how we're supposed to live. This idea that we're, um, you know, the idea that we're supposed to have a. I mean, I know that I do now. That we have a family, go get a job, you know, get a sense of security, buy a house. Um, save a whole bunch of money for the for our retirement, so we can have a retirement. All these things, right? I've I've never really bought into that. I've I've just it's just felt that's just felt like a, a slightly icky way of living it. But that's just me personally, right? You know, and and I recognise that it's it sits within me. So I've I've always had that sense that something about life just feels really really strange. I've always had that going on and. And a second thing that I've always had going on is, and this 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 kind of makes me laugh and it freaks me out. But you know, I'm sitting here talking to a microphone in a room, and I'm feeling hyper aware of myself looking out into the world. So it's kind of I've got these eyes, and I'm, and I'm looking out into the world, and I'm seeing the world, which you know. I've had to live with that all my life. But the thing that really weirds me out, the thing that freaks me the fuck out, is that every other person on the planet is having the same experience as me in that regard. Is that they're in their bodies and they're looking out into the world. They're observing the world from themselves. They're looking out into it. And, and you know, what are there, 8 million people, 10 million people on the planet? Too, too fucking many people on the planet, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> And um, at least in my opinion, I mean, I have no idea how we're gonna how we're gonna solve 
solve the overpopulation that we've got going on on this planet? It's just that's a big question. I'm pretty sure the only person who's going to, the only thing that's going to be able to solve that is Mother Nature. And I hate to feel the wrath of Mother Nature when she really decides that we've gone too far. But um, yeah, that's 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 a bigger thing for me to deal with or worry about right now. But but anyway, so you know there are eight million and ten million other people on the planet who are all having this experience of looking out into the world, this consciousness, whether they're aware of it or not, whether they're tuning into it or not. You know, I'm tuning into it right now, but most of the time we don't tune into it. We just kind of look out into the world, right? And we're all doing this, and even and all the animals are doing this. You know, we're all doing this, and I just find that really fucking freaky, personally, <laughs> and and really hard to get a handle on. But um, you know, it's 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 these realizations that 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 make me take a step back and go fucking hell what is what is this all about you know we're all sitting here experiencing the world looking out into the world and experiencing life <clears throat> so what is and so what is life you know what is it that we're actually experiencing and and this is where I come back to this this thing that what we're actually experiencing most of the time is just a story it's just a fucking story. You know, we're, we're, as we are right now, we are the end product of thousands of years of human beings creating a story. You know, that, and, and if you look back at history, I mean, history is just a wonderful collection, recollection, recording of our human story. All of the, the wars, all of the... Um, the events that have taken place, you know, all of these things, but and even they're right down to the smallest level, the villages and the way that people have migrated and and everything, you know, it's it's just it's a it's a collection of our story that has taken us to get to the place where we are right now. And the reason we've done that, I I now believe, I now see, is that. We have need. We need something to ground us in the in this earth. We need a we need a a sense of stability that allows us to feel um, a part of something and connected to something. Because without that sense of grounding, without that place, let me tell you, it's a fucking big deep hole. <laughs> it's a big deep hole. When when you take away all that grounding of knowing your place in the world and knowing what life is and what it's all about and what we should and shouldn't be doing. When you take all that away, it's, it's a big abyss to fall down into. And that, was, that for me was the abyss that I fell into when I, when I hit 37, 38, you know. And, and, and actually, you know, so taking a, going back a little bit before that, you know, there, there, were, two, there were two really big big events that I think happened that really plunged me into the, 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 the question of going is this and really beginning to qu deeply deeply question you know the way that we've the way that not just I but the way that we all go about living our life and the first one was you know having um, going through IVF with my ex-wife and having a, a couple of miscarriages and a lot of pain and torture 
and all in this pursuit of trying to have a child, right? Wanting to become a dad. And, you know, obviously, and, and, and actually it didn't happen, you know. Went through all of that and it didn't happen. And when we got to the point of going, fuck, well, when I got to the point of going, fuck, I, I can't take this any longer. I, don't, I can't take going through the pain of trying to have a child any longer. And the act of saying, I can't do this anymore, it made me actually realise and pull back and go, well, why the fuck am I trying, why am I having a child? <laughs> why do I want to have a kid? You know, and, and, and actually a really big answer was, I don't know what else to do. I don't, you know, it's kind of what's expected of me. You know, as a 30-something-year-old 30 man at that point, it's like, well, what else do I do with my life, you know? I'm, I'm kind of working. I needed something else to give me a reason and a purpose to continue on. You know, a child is a really good reason and purpose to continue working, to keep moving through life, right? And, and um, so when I got to the point at the end of going through all that IVF and the miscarriages and going, hang on a second, I can't do this anymore, it made me go, well, shit, if I don't have a child, what else is there? You know, what else other reason is there to keep moving through life? And that was, that was the first point at which I went, well, fuck, what actually is, what am I doing? You know, what is this thing? And then, of course, a few years after that, the next big thing that happened was actually separating from my ex-wife. And that's the thing that really acted as a catalyst, because I never really solved that question about the child thing in the, at all. You know, I just kind of, it was hanging there. But when... When I did actually finally, my, my, my ex-wife and I finally separated, that really tipped me over. And that was the point where I started going, well, what, so what is all this fucking, what is this, that's when the question of, is this it, came up. Is this really it? There's nothing, you know, there's, there really is nothing about life. There is no, um, there is no real meaning to it. You know? Because at that moment I began to realise that everything that I was currently doing was just um, shit that was expected of me. It was just, you know it was me buying into our cultural story that we that we all have going on all around us. I bought into this cultural story of you know work, be successful, generate money so that I can buy a house, I can have a family, I can do all this stuff, right? I can be a good fit in society. But that's all just a story. I realised that that's just a story that I had been fed from the moment I was born. And it's nobody's fault. This is nobody's fault that, we, um, that I'd been fed this story. It was um, because we're, we're all a part of it. You know, it's been going on for generation and generation and generation and generation. And as I said, it's all there just to simply give us some grounding, a place to feel um, that we, you know, a, a place to feel safe, if you like. Because it's a really unsafe feeling to take all that away. Let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you, when you, when I started looking at this idea of is this it? Is there really fucking nothing else? Is there really is is there really no meaning to this? Um, all of a sudden, it, life became really, really unsafe, and that's one of the big reasons why I got it, where I really found myself going to drugs and alcohol. It was, 
it was a way of me not having to really look at deeply and feel this question, this the depth of that question. <clears throat> so you know, um, and what I've come to see now really is is all of our stuff, whether it's religion, whether it's to do with. Um, this economic system, capitalism, communism, whether it's some sort of, kind of um, societal sense of place, you know, they're all just simply stories that we've created to try to fill a need that we have to belong, to to have a place in the world. To have, a, to have an understanding of life, to have a sense of life. And so they're not bad. I, I, I'm not, I, I have in no way, shape or form do I want to sound like I'm criticising all of these things that we've created because I think for a long time we've needed them. You know, we've really needed these things because it's created safety for us. But the kicker with all that is, is that at some point there often is like an awakening, if you like. And that's what I, that, that's how I experience it to be for me. It's like there is this awakening that occurred to the fact that this is a story. And what would it be like to actually step out of that story what would it be like to look at life through a lens that wasn't filtered by all of this stuff that we've been told and actually look at it with a completely new lens and I talked that's what I talked a little bit about last week about needing you know in order to do that having to let go of all the all the old stuff I knew in order and and try to find new tools to to um, to to work my way through it. So it, it is a for me it is a it is an awakening and and you know that people call it consciousness you call it whatever but I, I just call it an awakening you know and it, it's it's an awakening to the fact that um, you know that we're, all, we're that we are caught in this story. So that being the case, the big thing the question is for me. Was what? How did? How do you get through that? How did I get through that? What? What happened for me that allowed me to find? Um, you know, what were the tools that I came into that allowed me to actually answer this question of Is this it? And as I mentioned last week, you know, the place that I the place that I ended up going into was in my body because as I was going through this, I, the big understanding that I came to was the story is all created in my head it's all exists in my thoughts it doesn't exist anywhere else right it's it doesn't exist out there in the world it's all just in 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 my thoughts in my head so one of the things I've come to learn about about our about our head and our thoughts is that you know the Thoughts in and of themselves 
are a contraction. You know, when we think, what we're doing is we're kind of focusing ourselves, we're harnessing ourselves into a particular um, idea, thought, construct, right? And, it, and what that does is that actually creates a contraction, a physical contraction in our body. <clears throat> and this contraction um, keeps us bound. It's like it binds us into it binds us into that experience, right? And another thing about thought is that thought is actually it, it, it's only ever past or future, right? We're either remembering something from the past or we're projecting into the future and, and into some reality that may or may not happen into the future, right? That's that's what thoughts are doing. They're creating a contraction physically in our body, and it's just remembering something from the past or it's projecting into the future. So realizing this, so understanding that this is what's actually taking place as um, um, you know, del- really delving into, uh, delving into this, I realized that the place I needed to go is, is into actually the body into feeling the emptiness really really feeling the emptiness of of is this fucking it is this all there is to, to uh, this, this meaningless this nothingness of life actually going in and really really feeling it feeling the experience of that and let me tell you when I really really felt into that one of the big things I felt was fear, huge amounts of fear. Because, you know, that's not what I've, you know, that's not what we're told, you know, what we're brought up to be, to believe, you know, that this is it. You know, we've, we've, I've certainly brought up to believe that, you know, that, that there's, there's meaning in life, you know, that we, um, you know, that we, if, if we do, you know, the, the meaning of life, you know, to do things is to to be a good person, to, you know, to try to achieve and strive and be the best person I can be, you know. And they're all, they're all really, really important things, you know. I was brought up to be that, you know, to be a, a real, you know, to, to be a really great footballer, a soccer player, to, um, to be smart and to... Um, to, to you know, actually to make a difference, you know help people you know all that stuff you know I'm brought up to be all that so to sit in the feeling of you know it's just a story it's just a made up really a huge amounts of fear because it's all means it's all unknown everything becomes unknown so there's a huge amount of fear that sit inside me as a consequence of that but what also sat underneath that fear is I, I saw and I glimpsed was an amazing space, an incredible amount of space that's also there. And so the longer I sat in that f- and allowed the fear, allowed myself to actually sit in the fear and, and become comfortable with it, and to, it, as I did that, to feel the charge of it begin to disappear, I, more, I began to more and more tune into the space that exists. And that space I've come to realize is, is actually 
what is really there is actually the truth. So this this is the, the thing that has happened for me now. Is that when I when when it comes to the question of is this it? Is this really it? Is this all there is? The the answer is yes. And it's fucking magnificent because it's a huge space. It's a spaciousness that is kind of unfathomable when I allow myself to sit in it. Because what it means is that in that space, I can actually begin to bring in whatever it is that I want to bring in, that I choose to bring in. And so this is the this, the, this next bit I'm coming to is, is how the mind can be really, really useful. Because, you know, the mind can be a trap. The mind can, can, is the container that traps us, right? But when we, when we can step out of that, when we can step out of that trap and, and expand and see it for what it is, we can then actually begin to use the mind to really, really transform ourselves and experience. And this is how I do it. This is how I did it in this instance. So when I really hit the depths of despair through all this stuff, I realized I had to start to do something. And so one of the big things, as I said, was just to sit in it and feel this fear that is there. But another thing I decided to do was that I decided that I needed to um, transform, transform the way that I was thinking and feeling. So the, the big thing, I, the big practice I did, and this I, would, this I honestly say I, I reckon saved my life, is that every morning I started to get up and go down to the park and the first thing I'd do is I'd walk down, get down to my local park and I'd just start walking around it and I'd connect into that sense of space. That sense of space of me within the park is almost as if I was opening myself up to that park and to the feeling of being in that park. And I'd allow that to permeate my body for a few minutes. After I'd done that, the next thing I'd do is I'd let my, is I would then begin to ask myself, what is it that I am grateful for in this life? And so one of the things that most people do with gratitude, when they do gratitudes, is they, they say the things that they're grateful for. And that's good. However, you're actually missing the real point of gratitude when you're doing a practice like this. It's one thing to say what you're grateful for. It's another thing to really feel it. Because the moment it's the moment we feel it that it changes us. So what I would, what I would do for, for my practice was that I'd, I'd, I'd say, you know, what am I grateful for? And as an example, I think of my mum. And I'd allow myself to then go, well, why... Why am I grateful for my mum? And I'd, and I'd start to recall the, the times my mum had just been so generous where she'd unconditionally been there for me. No matter how bad I'd got, she was always there to pick me up, dust me off, give me a hug, tell me she loved me, support me in whatever way she needed to do. And as I remembered these events, the feeling of just immense gratitude and love would start to enter my body. And the moment that entered my body, that became the thing that I allowed myself to focus on. So in the space that I'd created of just simply feeling, 
I then brought in these feelings of love and gratitude. And in that moment, everything changes. Everything transforms. Life itself transforms, in my experience, into the experience of love and gratitude. And let me tell you that in a, in a short space of time, my whole experience of life began to, began to shift. It began to shift. The, the story that I entered into was now one of amazement. It was, a, it was one of um, beginning to sense the beauty of life not from a mental construct, but I felt it. It was like I was feeling it inside me. It was inside me and radiating out. So basically, the shift that I made was I shifted from living life in my head to experiencing life through my body. And that was the shift that occurred as a consequence of really diving into this question of is this it? Because I, I found out, yeah, that this is all there is. For me personally, this is all there is. And as I said before, it's magnificent. So I don't know if that, I don't know how if that has really answered any deep deep questions um, around this around this for you but I, I know that it certainly has been a profound shift for me it has shifted me out of a story out of a story that I didn't create a story that has been that was passed on to me that felt empty and didn't serve me into an experience of life where I'm, I I'm allowing myself to just simply feel what it is. And this doesn't mean that I that's all there is. I go in and out of story all the time. I go in and out of being really, really frustrated. I go in and out of um, being... Um, I go in and out of all my old stories. I go in and out of all my fears. I go in and out of... Um, all the... the de and, and despair... You know, at times, stool keeps coming back in. But I tell you what, now I know where I can go. Because I know that there is a, a different experience to be had. So what I can say to you is, <clears throat> is try this out for yourself. If you're in, the, in this place of really wondering, is this it? Is this all there fucking is? Am I just going to continue drudging through life until I start to get old, my body breaks down, and I <laughs> die? <laughs> oh, what a lovely image, right? If you're, if, if you're banging up against that question, allow yourself to feel it, man. Feel all of the, the yuckiness that goes with it. You know, because particularly as you know, for men, you know, this is this is for men and for women. But you know, for men, you know, we 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 are almost trained not to feel. You know, and 
And so to allow ourselves to go into the depth of all of this is a scary place. But let me tell you, the rewards of going into it are just incredible. The reward of allowing yourself, the, the reward for me of allowing myself to feel that is just being immense. You know, and as I speak to you right now, I, I can feel my body tingling. I can, I can feel um, my heart bursting with, with all the experiences that I've had as a consequence of letting myself just simply feel and go into that despair. Because actually, another truth that I know is that once that question comes into your head, you can't run away from it. It's impossible to run away from it. I couldn't run away from it. I tried. Fucking God knows I tried. I tried for years to run away. In fact, I think I, I spent my whole life running away from that question. And it wasn't until I turned and faced it and allowed myself to really feel it and go into the depths of it that I began to get free of it. I began to free myself. And so I invite each and every one of you, if you are in that place... Whatever it is, maybe it's a different question than is this it, but you're having the same result, the same experience, the same feeling of um, not knowing what to do, maybe some despair or depression, whatever it is, come into it, come into it, face it, feel it, and see if you can begin to see the space that exists underneath it. But also... And I'm going to do more work on this one. Know that one of the, be- the the beautiful thing as a human being is we have the capacity to choose. We have the capacity to choose our story, to choose our reality, and to choose the experiences that we have if we know how. If we know how. And this is one of the beautiful fucking things that I think, and this is one of the things I'm going to talk a lot more about. <coughs> And um, just the final thing, um, so please understand that I'm, I'm just sharing my experience. Everybody else has, you have to find your own experience. You know, the Buddha, one of the things I love about Buddha is he always said, don't believe me, try this out for yourself. Don't believe me, try this out for yourself. And, and I think that that is the most sage advice, right? best thing we can do is try this out for ourselves. And what I also want to say is that I am by no means poo-pooing the stories that we've created. I mean, I, I hope you've got the idea that you know they've, they've been beneficial for us, right? We've needed those stories to create a cohesive environment, to create a cohesive society, you know. But also, there are times when these stories no longer serve, and we need to find our own and find our way through it. And I actually think that in what's happening in this world right now is that more and more people are beginning to come to this conclusion that it is a story and and coming to the realisation that uh, the story no longer serves. And I think this is a big thing about this raising consciousness that people talk about, this lifting of consciousness that we have going on and you know for me it's just a it's really fucking exciting and um but it's also not easy it's not an easy journey and i just 
I encourage anybody who wants to go on that journey to do it. And if you need support, you know, reach out to people. So I gave you my email address earlier on and my, my Facebook. I'll say it again, Malcolm at coreleadership.co.nz and Malcolm Nichols on Facebook. You know, reach out, you know, tell, tell me a story. I'd love to hear um, thoughts and comments about, you know, everything I've talked about on this podcast. I'd love to hear feedback i'd love to hear experiences you know um but also you know reach out for support i want to uh you know one of my one of my goals one of my one of my joys in life is community and creating community and being part of community so you know if this is going on for you reach out reach out to me reach out to others get some get some support and some help particularly if, if you are feeling overwhelmed with with this question of is this it because it can be a really fucking overwhelming question <laughs> let, me, let me tell you so um all right my friends i'm i think this is this has been enough for for one podcast i've just realized how long i've been how long i've been talking so i'm going to sign off now but it has been a real pleasure talking to you i look forward to the next podcast next week I look forward to any feedback that you have and I'd like to wish you a wonderful week of exploring yourself and exploring this question of is this it this is it for me thank you and all the best speak to you next week